Stick this in your ear. The number one, the number one internet shock radio network. Shock me, shock me, shock me with that deviant behavior. Renegade, Renegade Talk Radio. I remember when, I remember, I remember when I lost my mind. There was something so pleasant about that place. Even your emotions have an echo in so much space. have thought that in June of 2015 and 21st century America, we have people who are saying, I am not what my biology, I am not what my genetics, I am not what my sexuality, what the skin color, I am not what I actually am. In fact, if I want to be a woman and I'm really biologically a man, then I can call myself a woman. And who knew that a white woman would wear a black afro wig and change the color of her skin to look black and become the president of the NAACP chapter in Spokane, Washington, when in reality she's, she is a white woman with blonde hair and blue eyes. She is lying and portraying herself to be black. Who in their right mind does this? Well, her name is Rachel Dolezal. She's from Troy, Montana. Her parents, Ruthann and Larry Dolezal, don't care if she wants to advocate for civil rights. They think that's great. But don't tell people that you're black because you're not. She's white. She is of German and Czech descent. She has blonde hair and blue eyes. It doesn't matter if she thinks that she was born with the wrong skin. The reality is that she is white. She is a Caucasian female. And this is what her poor mother is saying about her. Ruthann Dolezal told KREM 11 Alive Television in Spokane, Washington. She said, quote, Rachel has wanted to be somebody she's not. She's chosen not just to be herself, but to represent herself as an African-American woman or a biracial person. And that is simply not true. So about 11 years ago, Rachel started identifying herself as biracial and that she had biracial parents. If you look at her parents, they're both of white skin and blonde hair. Rachel married and divorced a black man. She has adopted black siblings. She claims she's African-American or has biracial parents, but she is not. She is wearing a wig. She is a white woman with blonde hair and blue eyes. No matter how much you may feel or can claim to be a black person, you're not black if you're white, for crying out loud. We live in this crazy society today where a man can become a wrestler and decide that he has changed his identity to become a woman even though he is still physically a man and so therefore under MMA wrestling he can he wants to fight women is that fair should a man who identifies as a woman be able to fight women and what are we going to do with the Olympics or other sports sports teams and and leagues it's really quite remarkable. Well, I've decided that I'm going to be a man, so I'm going to sign up for a man's football team. 
or male football league or male ice hockey or male basketball. And guess what? What's going to happen? Are those those leagues going to be discriminatory because they don't agree, because they won't let me play? Because technically, even though I say I'm a man, I'm really, really a woman. I mean, this is just incredible insanity. You have along with her. She needs human services needs to get involved. She's obviously not. She's, you know, who can say within their right mind that their biological parents with white skin, blonde hair and blue eyes with a straight face that she's black. President of the NAACP chapter in Washington state. Maybe they're all just to believe that a white woman is really black. Really? This is wrong. First of all, it's a total misnomer. As human beings, we are all members of the human race. We are homo sapiens. We may have different colors of skin and variation of skin or hair or eyes. The reality is there is no such thing as racism. There is bigotry and hatred, but that's usually based on socioeconomic lines. It usually has to do with someone's economic and educational standards. Case in point, you have people in Ivy League schools, blue bloods, rich white people from New England. They hate people in trailer parks considered to be white trash. In fact, they wouldn't be surprised at all of the videos that are online on YouTube where you can see two white fat women fighting in the in the shampoo aisle at Walmart. One woman gets angry at another woman because she didn't move her cart. She's so offended by the other woman for not moving her cart, so they have to fight each other, rolling around on the floor in the shampoo aisle at Walmart. The one woman, these are grown adult women, the one woman tells her seven-year-old son to kick and punch the effing other woman. And what does everybody else in Walmart do? Do they call security? Do they call the police? They're all standing around videotaping this with their phone. They're laughing. They are calling it white trash at its finest. This is entertainment, folks, as opposed to breaking up a fight, as opposed to bringing the child out of harm's way, as opposed to bringing in the cops or the security. But no, it's hilarious. We've got to videotape this and post it on YouTube because you know what? This is entertainment. They don't want to, they don't want to break up the fight. They don't want to be responsible to do the right thing. They're just going to videotape it. Who in their right mind tells people that that's how we're supposed to live in society? We're going to watch other people beat each other up. We're going to laugh about it, and we're not going to do anything. We're just going to mock them. What kind of people stand around and videotape people, grown women fighting, rolling around on the floor? And what kind of people are shocked to watch a little kid kick and punch an adult woman when they're refusing to do anything at all? All those people standing around videotaping those women fighting in, fighting in Walmart, shame on them. They had the opportunity to do the right thing, and they didn't. They just stood there with their self-righteous criticism of these white trash women rolling around and fighting each other because it was more important to laugh at them and take a video with, of them on their camera, on their phone. So the issue isn't, and they were all white, by the way. So the issue wasn't racism. The issue is not, still isn't racism. And when you hear these wonderful black women talking on YouTube and on Facebook, what are they just talking about? They're talking about how Al Sharpton is ruining the black community. 
They're talking about how children misbehaving is a result of the parents. What kind of parents teach their children to kick and hit adults? What kind of parents justify their children kicking and, and attacking an armed police officer in McKinney, Texas? And do you know that whole incident in McKinney, Texas started because of an adult woman criticizing a 14-year-old girl? This has to do with false pride, self-righteous behavior. This all started with an adult woman causing, cri- criticizing a 14-year-old do with race. Those children, those teenagers have no respect for their parents, they, for themselves to actually get a job and work. Stop what you're doing. You better stop what you're doing. They have a gun, not you. And the situations of talking down two people who are suicidal. Then he has to get called to this talk about this on, on YouTube and on Facebook. The links are on my website. The links are no responses to something. I mean, the polite thing in society to do would be if somebody... This is the problem. This is, it has nothing to do with race. It has to do with the songs that he posted on online. I have it in a column that I wrote for the, Michael Brown's MIA Parents. Michael Brown, all he had to do was move on. He is effing fine hoes. He's smoking pills. He's a rich teenagers and adults who are bullies. And the parents are responsible for this. Parental detention is serious. Discipline, don't parent their children, are responsible for their children going into all this trouble. Parents, you're responsible for that. Do you know that arse and attacking pizza delivery men or hot dog vendors or veterans for control teenagers? Do you really attack a hot dog dog vendor? This is not about race. This is about people who think they can do whatever they want to do. Decided that she is not a white woman with blonde hair from German and Czech descent, but she's really black. And her parents, who actually gave birth to her, are not her real parents. I mean, this is the insanity. It's like I said, I I have a flying giraffe who teaches theology and geometry and algebra. And everybody who doesn't believe me, well, they just haven't seen flying giraffes. It's insane. People need to listen to these women. You can listen to their YouTube and Facebook links on my website, BethanyBlankley.com. It's linked to this radio program on RenegadeTalkRadio.com. The reality is the parents are responsible for their children's behavior. And if you don't teach your children the right thing to do, not just at home and in school, and to have respect for other people, to have respect for the law, then your children are going to end up in jail and you might as, you might also. People are attacking people. People are behaving the way they're behaving because they think they were above the law. It has absolutely nothing to do with the color of their skin. A white woman thinks it's okay to lie to become a president of the NAACP. Black kids, white kids, it doesn't matter. Kids today still think they can talk back to a police officer who has a gun and they don't. What kind of parents teach their kids to behave this way? Bad ones. Missing in action parents. Negligent parents. Got to take a break. We'll be back. We're going to talk more about racism and MIA fathers and the insanity of 
hatred and bigotry in America that has nothing to do with someone else's skin color. You're listening to Bethany Blankley on Renegade Talk Radio. Stick this in your ear. The number one, the number one internet shock radio network. Shock me, shock me, shock me with that deviant behavior. Renegade, Renegade Talk Radio. I remember when, I remember, I remember when I lost my Blankly, you're listening to Renegade Talk Radio. I'm hosting my show, America's Betrayal. Now, listen, we're talking about the misnomer of racism. It is a false term. We are all members of the human race. And as homo sapiens and human beings, we may have different skin colors, hair colors, eye color, but our makeup is exactly the same. We are all human beings, members of the human race. People within the same skin color hate each other. If they have darker or lighter skin, if they are better educated, if they have a better economic standing, according to whatever societal norms say or dictate is better or worse. The reality is that people hate and are bigoted because of their own moral depravity. They reject moral standards for what is right or wrong. It also has to do with the breakdown of the family. And many black leaders, especially pastors, Christian pastors, have been talking about how they need to provide leadership to men in their own community. This is a black problem, not having fathers in the black community. And blacks want to address this issue themselves. But by the way, it's not just blacks. I'm going to give you some statistics from the census, the 2010 U.S. Census. This is the sad state of what's in America. In fact, the number one problem, I would argue, in the United States of America is the fact that there are no fathers. The fathers are missing. Fathers are MIA. This is an epidemic. If you look at any other health statistic, if any health statistic was 33% cancer, uh, heart disease, car accidents, even crimes, if whatever it was was 33%, we would stop what we were doing and say, this is an epidemic. We have got to get rid of this. This is the plague. But we do nothing about the fact that there are 33% of children under age 18 live in a home without their biological father. 33% of children do not live with their father. According to the 2010 U.S. Census, not only do 33% of children not know, not live with their father, millions more do not know who their father is. Or their father is physically present but emotionally absent or abusive. Now, according to a 2012 U.S. Census report, 58% of blacks, 31% of Hispanics, and 21% of whites These children do not live with their biological father. 58% of blacks, 31% of Hispanics, 21% of white children. That's one in five. That's one in three. That's one in two who do not live with their fathers. 
Now, if you look at the National Center for Fathering and you look at the social science research that they have uncovered and provided and documented, and then there's a short documentary called Irreplaceable. The reality is that MIA fathers, not only is it an epidemic of, of unprecedented serious crisis proportions, but MIA fathers create not just broken homes and families, but communities, societies, and economies because fatherless children repeatedly commit crimes. The majority of people committing crimes do not know their father or lived without their father, their biological father. Parents aren't teaching their children right and wrong. It's that women are left with having responsibility. It's her quote-unquote choice if she is supposed to have an abortion. It's a, God forbid, a woman get pregnant unless she's the Virgin Mary. No woman gets pregnant with no biology, no fertility treatments, no matter how many trans men will ever be able to carry a child without a sperm. It's impossible to buy and realize is that it's not just the parents aren't parenting. Than talking about this, we have a news media that rather incites violence. So they violence within the black community. And thankfully, blacks are standing up and saying, Sharpton, we don't want anything to do with them. Don't come to our neighborhood. We're sick and tired of you. You're One of my Facebook friends has said... We need to boycott, we need to boycott Al Sharpton. And not only does she say that, but she says, and I'm quoting, and God bless you, Michelle Connery. This is what she said. Al Sharpton is a cancer on society that needs to be cut out. He has been on the wrong side of the American people since he ever opened his mouth. Ban Al Sharpton, she says. He's trying to destroy your community. If he cannot get money out of you, he does not care about you. America, boycott Al Sharpton now. And thankfully, she talks about the Bible, and she talks about people who know what the Bible teaches. She talks about false prophets. And who where are false prophets? What do they represent? They represent the devil, who is the father of lies. And what does she say? Al Sharpton is not a man of God. Thank you. I'm not the only one saying this. A man of God would not destroy communities. He will lead you to your own destruction. Al Sharpton is a mouthpiece of the devil. That is exactly correct. Because Al Sharpton is not a reverend. In fact, if I really felt like it, I would say today that I'm going to be a Chinese black transvestite simply because that's how I identify myself. So if Al Sharpton wants to call himself a reverend, then I have every right to call myself a Chinese black transvestite. In fact, maybe that's what I'll keep doing. The reality is that there are really great, great leaders in black communities, especially pastors in churches, who are teaching what the importance of family values right and wrong, respect for your elders, respect for your parents, respect for your teachers, respect for cops, and disciplining children and why this is important. But this is an issue with the black community that they want to address themselves. Why are black men MIA? Why are there no fathers? And it's something that the white community has to address for the 21% where the fathers are not living in the home with their biological children. And the other issue is that people based on their skin color do not represent a certain ideological base. But this is where the misnomer of racism comes from. 
If somebody achieves personal or professional success, they deserve to be heard. But the reality is that some people will say, no, no, we don't really support them. They're an Uncle Tom. Well, why are they an Uncle Tom? Simply because they've got a degree. Why, why is it, if you don't like Obama, you're a racist, but if you, can't like, you can't dislike Obama, but also like Dr. Ben Carson or Philadelphia Mayor Michael Nutter or our academic Thomas Sewell. Or former representative J.C. Watts or Alan West. These are all black men. You don't just become a colonel in the army for nothing. It's not like they just hand it to you because of the color of your skin. You have to work for that. In fact, it was probably a lot harder for Alan West and Colin Powell. The reality is that, that bigotry and hatred exists. Okay? And racism exists, but it's only because people think they are better than the other person, not because of the color of their skin. And you want to talk about racism within the black community, there's something called the yellow complex. That has to do with the color, the, the variation of skin color, whether or not you're dark or light. Who can forget Harry Reid famously remarking that light, quote unquote, light skinned Obama had, quote, no Negro dialect unless he wanted to have one, end quote. And look at Jesse Jackson. What did Jesse Jackson say about Obama? He said Obama's, quote unquote, moral lectures. This is what Jesse Jackson said about Obama. He said, I want to cut him for talking down to black people. So within your own community, within the color of people's same colors of skin or different variations of skin color, there is hatred and bigotry. Depending on what they think, someone may think is better than them or less than them. The reality is that this still all comes from the center of the person's heart. It comes from moral depravity. It comes from selfishness. It comes from parents abandoning or abusing their children. It comes from the reality that fathers are not in the home. Rules are meant to protect people. And people learn from their mistakes. Nobody's perfect. Every single person on the planet, every single one in the homo sapien, Human race makes mistakes. But the point is, character is developed by how we learn from those mistakes. Do we rationalize those mistakes? Do we blame them on other people? Do we create a victim mentality? Or do we pull up our pants, pull up our pants, put our belt on, tuck in our shirt, get a job, and start taking responsibility for our own lives. Every parent makes mistakes. No parent is perfect. The reality is that parents are always going to fail their children. But we don't live in a, in a society where we're isolated from other people. There, are, there is community. We are responsible for each other as citizens in this United States. We are responsible as neighbors. We are responsible as friends, as parents, as citizens, as taxpayers. Anybody who tells you to mind their own business, you, they don't have a right to tell you that because your tax dollars pay for everybody else who pay, behaves badly. Your tax dollars pay for prisons. Your tax dollars pay for health care for people who have STDs. Anybody who tells you sex is, is uh, relegated just to the bedroom and it's their own private behavior, no it isn't. 
Sexual behavior affects other people, regardless if they want to admit it or not. Healthcare costs go up. Costs for research and funding for sexually transmitted diseases causes costs to go up, which affects tax dollars, which affects public policy, which affects legislation, which affects, FYI, Obamacare. Everybody wants to fight about birth control and who should pay for it. Well, that goes back to the man. The man blaming the woman for getting pregnant. Well, no woman gets pregnant by herself for crying out loud. The men need to step up and take responsibility. It is not solely a woman's fault or responsibility for getting pregnant. She doesn't get pregnant by herself. And whether or not the government funds birth control is irrelevant. The reality is, how are people to behave in a way that doesn't negatively impact others in society? Are you going to teach your children to behave behave responsibly? And are you, as adults and teenagers and young adults, are you going to choose to behave responsibly? The reality is that hatred and bigotry comes from the center of someone's heart. What they value is more important. Themselves, their own well-being, their themselves being right. And it comes from pride and moral depravity that says, I can talk down to this person and they are less than. They are, no, they are nowhere near as good as I am. But yet there's no standard to say who's better than anybody else. We're all members of the human race. Which is why this hatred and disrespect for authority has absolutely nothing to do with somebody's skin color. We'll be back. We're going to take a break. This is Bethany Blankley. We're talking about racism or the misnomer of racism. And after the break, when I come back, we're going to talk about Al Sharpton, who is the mouthpiece of the devil. You're listening to Bethany Blankley on Stick this in your ear. The number one, the number one internet shock radio network. Shock me, shock me, shock me with that deviant behavior. Renegade, renegade talk radio. I remember when, I remember, I remember when I lost my mind. There was something so pleasant about that place. Even your emotions have an echo and so much space. Hey everyone, and we're back. It's Bethany Blankley. I'm Renegade Talk Radio, and we are talking about racism or the misnomer of racism and how people are bigoted and hateful because of their own moral depravity. It is not the color of your skin. In fact, black people who are trying to tell the truth in McKinney, Texas, are getting death threats from other black people. The reality is that truth is not considered the standard anymore. You get punished for telling the truth, which is exactly the opposite of the point of telling the truth at all. And I commend these black women on Facebook and YouTube who are coming out and telling the truth. Parents, you are responsible for how your children behave. And no, Al Sharpton, you are not a reverend. You are a mouthpiece for the devil. Amen to that. What people need to understand is that today in America, anyone can claim to be whatever they want. 
If you're Bruce Jenner and you have the money through a fake marriage and through popularity of disgusting reality television, you can finally come out after 20 years and use people for your own agenda to say you now are a woman. If you're poor Rachel in Spokane, Washington, who feels that she was born with the wrong skin color and she pretends to be black to the point where she even gets to become the president of the NAACP, a black organization, a black civil rights organization, but yet she's white with blonde hair and blue eyes. Anybody can be whatever they want. But re- the reality is, is that truth matters. And n- no, you really can't be whatever you want because there are constraints. We have no control over how we are born or to whom we are born. We have no control over our skin color or our sexuality. So the reality is that Al Sharpton, no matter how much he may want to be a reverend, he's not a reverend. Who in their right mind would say they preached their first sermon at age four? But that's what he did, and he does. He's publicly declared that he preached his first sermon at age four. What was it on, potty training? Give me a break. No four-year-old can read. They don't know what the Bible is. They don't know who know who Jesus Christ is. How on earth is a four-year-old giving a sermon? And I don't care what anybody says. No 10-year-old can be ordained as a minister. No one in their right mind can tell me that a 10-year-old with no education is going to be a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ who has not read the Bible. If you're a teacher, you can't just go to a school and teach in public schools. You have to have a master's degree. You have to get certified. You have to go through background checks. You have teacher evaluation. If you want to be a police officer, you have to go to a police academy. You have to graduate. You have to have good grades. You have to have evaluations and, and test scores and on-the-job tra- on training. If you want to be an attorney or a judge, you can't just show up and say, I'm going to be a judge. You have to pass the bar. You have to know what the law is to rule on it. You also have to follow a code of ethics. You have to maintain accreditation standards. You have to have a license. You can't just say, well, I'm going to be a teacher and and teach in public school. It doesn't work that way. You can't just say, I'm going to be a police officer and get a badge and a shield. It doesn't work that way. It's the same thing with being a pastor. Al Sharpton has less education than a kindergarten teacher. He maybe possesses a high school level of English. So the reality is that we have a man who says he's a pastor who gave his first sermon at age four. But the reality is that who Al Sharpton is, is not what he says he is. They don't match. In fact, Al Sharpton is nowhere near what Christianity is. He doesn't know who Jesus Christ is. He doesn't even talk about Jesus Christ. There's nothing about Jesus in any of his messages. But why is that the case? I mean, he's never had a testimony. He's never talked about his conversion. He's never led a church. He hasn't written any books about the Bible. And these are words you will never hear Al Sharpton discuss. You will never hear him say the word grace, salvation, forgiveness, repentance, restoration. You will never hear him talk about that. And why is that? Well, for many reasons. 
But let's talk about who Al Sharpton is, okay? Al Sharpton didn't have a father. He had a father figure who was James Brown. James Brown, what was that model? What was that role model? Well, James Brown was convicted for robbery at age 16. He went to juvenile detention. He was paroled at age 19. By age 40 in 1973, James Brown owed over $2 million in unpaid taxes. Does that sound familiar? Al Sharpton owes more than $4.5 million in unpaid taxes. In 1986, Brown went to prison on gun possession charges and ultimately for assault. In 1998, Brown was charged with drug possession. Well, what happened with Al Sharpton? And you tell me if this is really the trajectory of a reverend. Al Sharpton, this is what happened. In 2002, a 19-year-old FBI video services, and it's aired by HBO. Sharpton allegedly recorded, he was being allegedly recorded for having incriminating conversations with the Genovese and Gambino crime families about selling narcotics. He still denies he hasn't broken the law. But what about in 1989? He was charged with 67 felony counts of tax evasion, larceny, and fraud. Well, how did that happen? How did a reverend get charged 67 felony counts of tax evasion, larceny, and fraud? What about in 2001? Sharpton was sentenced to 90 days in in jail for trespassing on U.S. Navy property. What kind of reverend gets, goes to jail because he's trying to trespass on Navy property? Because he's protest, allegedly protesting against military training. What about redeeming the culture? What about witnessing? What about talking to chaplains? What about becoming a chaplain for crying out loud? He could join the military and be a chaplain. But then he'd actually have to work. So in 2003... The New York City Travel Agency sues Sharpton for allegedly using fake credit card information. 2004, he's ordered to repay $100,000 in public matching funds he received for his 2004 presidential run by the FEC. This is a guy who says he's a reverend who doesn't have education levels any higher than a kindergarten teacher who has owed taxes to the federal government for years, who's been arrested and charged with felony counts, disorderly conduct. In 2008, he was convicted on two counts of disorderly conduct. In 2013, this is a a reverend, quote-unquote. He's still married to his second wife, but yet he's flaunting his 35-year-old girlfriend. And what about in 2014, November 2014, Finally, the New York Times exposes his fraudulent life, and they write about how, as quote-unquote, Al Sharpton rises in popularity, so do his unpaid taxes. So is this why Sharpton contends, continues to defend young people who continue to break the law? Why wouldn't it, wouldn't it be a better message for Sharpton to talk about hope, in Jesus Christ for young men who don't have fathers like himself and how he can actually teach them about right biblical principles, right moral behavior, how to learn self-control, 
how to be patient and kind, how to honor their mothers, how to respect authority, how to be responsible and work hard, not to do harm, to do what is right. Look at the six out of ten commandments that the civil, U.S. civil laws and moral codes are based. Lying under oath, bearing false witness, stealing, murder, honoring your parents, giving, not giving false testimony in court, not, giving, not bearing false witness to your neighbor, not lying in God's name, which is exactly what Sharpton is doing. Sharpton does not know Jesus Christ and his remarks do not re- reflect Christianity because the whole point of the gospel, the whole point of what many black pastors are discussing is how people, their lives completely change when they come to know Jesus Christ. It is through grace and mercy that people are saved from themselves, from self-destructive behavior. They're, they're, Plucked out of this horrible life of victim mentality. And what do blacks and Hispanics and Chinese and Indian and white people, what does every race, every color of skin of the human race, what can they point to about the gospel, about Jesus Christ that Al Sharpton doesn't? Grace and mercy. It is through Jesus Christ that you get what you don't deserve. You get mercy and you get grace. You get what you don't deserve and you don't get what you do deserve. We all think that we're so much better than everybody else when in actuality we're very much alike. It's very difficult for anyone to stand before God and say, I'm better than this person. And that person is less than me. And they're less bad than I am. There's no such thing. Al Sharpton has no right using the word reverend in relation to anything that he says about anything. And bless these women who are coming out and talking about parents taking responsibility for their children. Children behave badly because they were allowed to. They were enabled. They were not disciplined and they were not taught by their parents. And even if they have an MIA father, there are still men in their lives who they come into contact with if it's somebody at work, if it's someone through church or their community. There will always be someone you can look up to when your family fails you. Because families fail. Parents fail. Parents aren't perfect. Parents, both, both parents can be in the home and the father can still be MIA living in his own fantasy world. A father can be abusive in many different ways. A father can be MIA even living in the same home. The reality is that people fail. People are not perfect. Every single human being in the human race makes mistakes. But the point is... How do you learn from mistakes? How do you choose to act rightly? How do you cause no harm for other people? We all live in a society where we are responsible to and accountable to each other. We all pay taxes. Our taxes pay for prisons. Our taxes pay for war. Our taxes pay for food stamps. If anybody tells you that sex is their own business, mind your own business, then tell them that your taxes actually are affected by their sexual, by their sexual choices. 
Do you want to pay for somebody else's sex change through your tax dollars and through your health insurance costs that are skyrocketing and going through the roof because somebody else is claiming it's their right for you to pay for their sex change? Or what about all the costs associated with sexually transmitted diseases and abortions and birth control? Why are people fighting about who should pay for birth control when no one is talking about the fact that men are MIA when it comes to relationships? No woman gets pregnant by herself. Why is it a woman's responsibility to deal with birth control or abortion or raising a child by herself? Where's the man? No woman except for the Virgin Mary got pregnant by herself. And I don't care how many Bruce Jenners there are. No man will ever have a uterus. No man will ever carry a child. And even if a woman wants to attach a penis to her body, she will still always biologically be a woman. You cannot change the fact of who you are. And I'm sorry, Rachel, that you have some kind of mental disorder. But you are a white woman with blonde hair and blue eyes. You are not a black woman. Women, take pride in the fact that you are women. Take pride in the fact of of who you are and what you can become to be great role models for younger women and to teach them about all of the great qualities of being a girl, of being a woman. And the same thing goes for men. Right and wrong behavior has absolutely nothing to do with the color of someone's skin. At issue... What every pastor, every Christian should be talking about is how do you get to become someone who seeks to do what is right? How do you focus on doing what is right and helping your neighbor? And why is it right for people to cause to give death threats to others for telling the truth about what really happened in McKinney, Texas, or in Ferguson, Missouri, where people were getting paid to riot, loot, and burn by George Soros and the Acorn and nonprofits that are lying and using the black community and creating division when in reality the media was not covering what was really happening. There were black pastors, black churches, the black and white community came together for healing in, in Ferguson, Missouri, in Baltimore, Maryland, in Washington, D.C., and in many other places throughout the country because they know the truth. There is no racial difference. There is no skin color difference for people who know Jesus Christ. And that is why no person in their right mind could say that they are a Christian or a reverend and seek to destroy communities and destroy the family and promote all kinds of hostilities among people of their own skin color and create hostility and false claims against other people. Al Sharpton is a fraud. MSNBC should be sued. They are liable for property damage in Ferguson and Baltimore. They're making a profit off of ratings by hiring a fraud who is not a reverend, who is not a Christian, and who, as someone so beautifully and eloquently said, is nothing but the mouthpiece for the devil. You're listening to Bethany Blankley, and this is Renegade Talk Radio. Stick this in your ear. The number one, the number one internet shock radio network. Shock me, shock me, shock me with that deviant behavior. Renegade, Renegade Talk Radio.